Boys, are you ready? Yes. All right. Bedtime Story Adventure 2018, written and read by me to two boys. Urban fantasy-ish. Chapter 6. The drizzle turned into light rain and the sky grew dark. Jenny pulled on her hood and zipped up her coat. The little squirrel led her away from James's house, onwards and upwards to Ditchling Road. The rain sounded louder than it should, amplified by the black plastic bin bags strewn across the pavement. When they turned left, away from the town centre, she had a pretty good idea of where they were heading. She put her hand in her pocket and squeezed the badger stone tight. Her progress was fitful as she navigated the rubbish, often having to step off the pavement into the part-filled gutter when the way was blocked completely. Once they were level with Hollingbury Park, the rubbish on the pavement eased and the going was easier. It was dark, wet and cold, and windy. The last place Jenny wanted to be was on the top of a desolate hill, but that's where No-Tail was taking her. By the time the pavement ended, Jenny's coat had given up fighting the rain. Her shoulders and arms were wet through. They left the streetlights and road behind and climbed further through the neatly trimmed grass of Hollingbury Golf Course. It was a gentle slope upward to the highest point in town. The slope turned into a short, steep bank, the Iron Age Hillfort. When she reached the top of the bank, she turned and looked back from where she'd come. Through the wind and rain, the lights of Brighton stretched down toward the sea. Then there was a black strip of nothing until a distant grid of flashing red lights. That was the wind farm, ten miles offshore. When she turned back, Notel was gone. It didn't matter, she knew where she was going, and there was just enough light to pick out her way. She followed the path that ran atop the bank. The bank and the adjacent ditch followed a contour all the way around the top of the hill. They were all that was left of the ancient fort. The path was muddy and slippery, especially in school shoes. A little way along the path was a grey stone pillar about as tall as Jenny. She made her way toward it, carefully not wanting to slide off the side of the bank. It was a trig point and marked the elevation and position of the top of the hill. But it also served another purpose. As Jenny approached, she pulled out the badger stone and felt the claw marks. She couldn't remember exactly how it opened, but there should be mark on the trig point somewhere. Ah, you're here, a gruff voice said behind her. Jenny turned round, and behind her on the path was an enormous badger. Its huge shaggy-furred face was not so much black and white as grey and lighter grey. It looked old but powerful. Very powerful. Uh, hi, Jenny managed, trying to stay calm. No tell the squirrel. I followed her up here and thought, Yes, yes, the great badger said impatiently. The grey assassin said you needed me. Come on, let's not stand round freezing our fur off. We'll talk inside. With a flick of his giant paw, he brushed the trig point aside as if it were a shower curtain. It swung back and down like it was on a hinge, revealing the wide entrance to a tunnel underneath. The mass of grey fur shuffled its way down into the tunnel and disappeared into blackness. Even though Jenny had met the king under the fort before, she still felt uneasy. The badger was generally grumpy and had once threatened to eat her and James. She didn't think it was an idle threat either. Still, James needed help and she wanted answers. There was nothing to do but swallow hard and follow the king into his underground chambers. As soon as she had taken the first few steps, 
she regretted the decision. The trig point swung shut behind her, sealing her in the pitch-black passageway. The last time she'd been in the tunnel, she had a torch with her. Her gut reaction was to turn and try and get back out. Holding out her hand, she felt the smooth, cold tunnel wall and took a slow step forward. She tried to feel across to the other side and noticed a faint glow coming from between her clenched fingers. The Badger Stone. She opened her hand and the tunnel around her was lit by the red glow. It didn't reach far ahead, but meant that she could see her footing. The tunnel went gently down and wound round in a loose spiral, gradually tightening until she came to a large wooden door. It was wedged open by something, and as Jenny pushed through, she noticed that the wedge was, in fact, an animal skull. Dog or fox, Jenny thought, stepping over it and through into the chamber beyond. She found herself in a large hall. The walls were lined with bookcases and various old paintings of past kings. In the middle of the room was a large throne and a huge wooden table. The ceiling was surprisingly high, with a large circular wooden chandelier hanging from it. The chandelier was covered with old drooping yellow wax candles which weren't lit. The light in the hall was provided by old-fashioned torches in black iron brackets placed at head height every few metres along the walls. There was also a yellow glow from a roaring fire in the hearth of a huge stone fireplace. It was there that the old king was already sitting, in a large armchair close to the fire. Come on, he said. Warm yourself by the fire. And close that damn door, will you? It's letting in an interminable draught. Jenny rolled the skull back into the room with her foot and let the heavy door shut behind her. Her wet shoes left marks on the dusty, dark, wooden-tiled floor. There were two more empty armchairs round the fire, but Jenny didn't want to get them wet, and so she stood to the side of the great hearth. She felt the heat against her face and quickly found she had to turn away from the flames. I see you kept that stone safe, the king said, nodding to Jenny's hand. It's good to see it in the hands of someone that might use it well. These are dark times, I'm afraid. Dark times. Jenny wasn't sure if she was allowed to talk and waited, but the badger sat staring at the fire. I'm worried about James, she said eventually. Do you know anything about snake bites? Snake bites, the king echoed. Only snake bites I've experienced were me doing the biting. The king roared with laughter, clearly amused by himself. It was a deafening and harrowing sound in the hall deep under the hill. Jenny managed a small smile. Eventually the king noticed her again. Garah Ulf. He is a bad sort. The worst. And his snake Grask. An unusual adder of abnormal ability. Its venom is deadly. No one has ever survived its bites. Your friend was lucky that a grey assassin intervened. Can you help him? Jenny asked meekly, suspecting that the answer would be negative. Me? No, I can't. Not properly. I would say he's beyond help. The badger paused and stared back at the fire. But there is someone that might be able to help. An alchemist of great intellect and great stubbornness. She's known around town as the priestess. You'll find her where you find a lot of badgers, in a graveyard, one with the badger's mark. I think I know where you mean, Jenny said. Near Dyke Road. Is that what you call it? The badger raised its furry eyebrows. Yes, you know it. You must be careful, though. She's dangerous and cunning. Very cunning. You said you couldn't help properly. Is there anything you can do? Indeed. I can't stop the venom. But I can give you something to slow it down and counter its effects for a short time. 
Here. The great badger rose from the chair and went to a set of shelves near the fire. The shelves were covered in jars. He pulled one down and used its massive claws with great precision to unscrew the lid and pull out something that looked like a shriveled bunch of grapes. He wrapped it in a sheet of crumpled brown paper and handed it to Jenny. Thank you. He can eat as many as he can stomach. Disgusting things, but they'll do the trick. For a short while. Jenny nodded. Well, the badger said grumpily, standing tall over the girl. Why are you still here? You can show yourself out. Oh, I'm sorry, she said. Thank you. Before she'd gone a few steps, something else occurred to her. She turned back, and the king was back in his chair by the fire. What are the rats up to? she asked. The badger yawned and muttered lazily. Ask the cormorants. They know all about that. All about it. His voice tailed off, and he began to snore loudly. Jenny showed herself out and followed the tunnel back to the trig point. To her relief, it was already open, and she climbed out onto the path. It felt much colder, and she ran down through the golf course to the road, and she kept running as fast as she could. There was something about the king under the fort that scared her deeply. Even if he had given her the medicine, he could just as well have decided to use his great claws on her. She shuddered and held the medicine tight to her chest. All she could think about was getting to James as fast as she could. What were the names the king had used? Garah, Ulf? That was the voice. And Rask, the venomous snake. A snake with a bite that no one had ever survived. <laughs>